Well, all right. Welcome to the first episode of the Empowerment Perspective radio show slash podcast. I go by the name of Demiso Josie. And by means of introduction, I'm going to introduce the world to the team that's on the Empowerment Perspective radio show first. Um, this young lady started out the podcast with me um, a long time ago. I think it's been about a year now. Um, I think we hit our anniversary maybe a month ago. Um, she's a master blogger slash blogger with Flowers Grow Up. Um, went to school <laughs> with this young lady, decided to take this journey with me. Miss Stacy Sanderson Dick, how are you? I'm doing well. Ah, this is the first time on the radio? Yes. And I've never called in, never. Nothing. No. You're handling it like a professional, though. Yes. I appreciate it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so we started this journey a couple about a year ago. Um, just to walk people through how we got to this particular place. Like, how did we connect and, and why did we end up here? It started on social media, just posts that we were both putting up there and that we connected over a couple of things that we were kind of going in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And you reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to jump on board with something with you. And for the first time in my life, I didn't think too hard about it or overthink it and talk mm. myself out of it <laughs> and here we are wonderful so those of you who follow us on the podcast um you remember stacy welcome her back to the show and uh now we, she's taking a leap a big leap and big step for her we're on the radio and hitting up a large area of south jersey um and also uh, across half the, the country on our podcast our other co-host on the show he is a guidance counselor by day he is mr petty by night well he's really mr petty all the all time day. it's my partner in crime kareem spence how you doing sir? i'm doing well sir i'm doing well ah, it's good we to be on the radio Good to be here, yes, man. It's, it's been a journey for us. We've been uh, all over the country and Absolutely. heading some more places. We'll get to that later. Listen, we're um, blowing up. Yeah, we're, we're getting there, man. We're working on it, man. We're working <laughs> on it. Um, so just tell the people what we are about with the Empowerment Perspective Group and what we are doing here with our, our show. Real simple is that our, our platform really is to highlight those in the community that are doing wonderful things. Um, so often, you know, we, we get so much negativity in our daily life that we want to be able to balance it out with some good stuff. So as we continue to do the radio, do the podcast, and do our professional development, all we want to do is just put a different twist on things and be able to help people be able to first understand and the second to be empowered and inspire other people. All right. Sounds like a good, good, good platform for us. And like Kareem said, we just out here trying to do good things and, and, and really celebrate educators and educators come in all shapes, forms and fashions for us. So it's not just your standard teachers, even though we all are educators for the most part on the show, with the except, well, Stacey, you're an educator, too. Right? Yes. I substitute you teach. Substitute. Now, listen, substituting is a hard job. I, I don't hold a candle to teachers. I try to keep it going, keep the flow going. But teachers do a tremendous job in their classroom and what they do with these kids is unbelievable as long as the kids aren't really you know knocking themselves out and, and, <laughs> and all that you know I, I think that the substitute has done a great job if that happens yes um, but it's definitely a, a good stepping stone if you're interested in education I do recommend that you go ahead and become a substitute before mm -hmm. you step into the classroom before you know what you've got to get yourself into yes. because it's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a difficult profession let's just say that um, every single day and we'll get more to that within our podcast um, you know in these episodes so we're yes. on the air for 13 uh, episodes will be bi-weekly so our next show will be on June 30th Yes. But um, uh, one of the things we like to do on our podcast is a segment called Take It Personal. And I just need mm. you guys to answer this question, whether I'm taking this too personal or not. Right. So I am an administrator by day um, and I just went on a field trip with my students. I was also a coach as well. Um, and I run across these situations all the time. Now, I tell the parents you're supposed to pick up the kids at six o'clock. 
We were running a little late for this trip the other day. Yes. Came back about 6.45. Um, all the parents were gone. Of course, I had one student still sitting. Always one. So 7.15, still waiting for mm-hmm. this parent. I was coaching. Called mm-hmm. the parent up. The parent was like, I'm shopping. I'll be there in a minute. Mind yes. you, this is an hour later than what they're supposed to be um, coming to pick them up. Should I be taking this personal? You, you should take it personal. Yeah. I think we're on the same page simply because as when I was coaching, the same thing happened. Um, for whatever reason, they think that I'm a just a free babysitter and I'm just supposed to be there uh, until you decide to come pick up your kid. I had a situation like that. I was coaching my daughter's soccer team and the lady dropped her kid. Now these kids are like six, seven years old and they're okay. girls. Yes. Dropped the kid off and left. I had to call and text all the parents. I was like, listen, <laughs> I am not a baby service. You have to stay with your practice. Was only 45 minutes. Like yes. seriously, you couldn't uh-huh. stay for 45 minutes. Yes. And then you was late coming back on top of that. Yes. It's absolutely. ridiculous. I, I can't understand it. I can't understand why they, why things like that seem to happen. I think it's happened to me because you know I'm petty. <laughs> yes, so anytime, anytime something happens, I'm thinking that it's just happening to me. And nobody, <laughs> nobody else, else has these kind of problems, just me. <laughs> you had some interesting situations. We were on a trip yesterday. You oh, had some interesting man. situations occur. Um, now I, we went to, you know, amusement park. And yes. I'm, a, I'm a, a big rider. You know, I ride all the big rides and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you, you weren't, which is okay. I have another theory about that. You can't be petty and be scared to ride rides at the same time. It don't make sense to me. Okay. But we'll get to that in a second. But you had an experience at your table. I was man. supposed to hold down the table. That was my only job. <laughs> I had one job to hold down the table. And I know that I can be quite rude at times when, you know, people come and sit down at the table without permission. Mm. But this particular day, yesterday, there was, there was a mother and her daughter came and just sat down at the <laughs> table. And I couldn't be disrespectful because it was a mother and her daughter. So I just had to suck it up. That's <laughs> they, all I had to they do. They asked you to pass the salt. Were you part of that? No, nah, they was like, you want some fries? No, I don't want <laughs> they any fries. Offered yeah, you they, they, yeah, they didn't ask me permission to sit at the table. Yeah, so, awesome. But I couldn't say anything. And it was bothering me because <laughs> I couldn't say, I wanted to say something. And it just bothered me. Hmm. So I had to to wait because I can't, you know, pick on mother and her daughter. It was bad. You could. You're Mr. Petty. It would, it would look bad, though. No, but I would really look bad. Yeah. So the people ask me why you get kicked out, and I'd be like, well, because this is what happened. Like, yo, that's just petty. Mm. So that was just too, that was going outside the bounds uh, for pettiness. Got you. Stacey, you drop your kids off. Have you been late? I don't know if you've been late before, but have you? how had you respond to the coach or the teacher that was with your child? I, I'm not, I don't like to be late. Like, they're my kids. That's I need to be there one time to pick them up. And I respect other people's time. So mm. I don't feel like I should be running behind to get my kids. Mm. I stay. I could stay for 45 minutes. So what about the, how you feel about those parents that do leave their kids there? Some situations they need to or their kid wouldn't be able to. I have a question. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so you, you say to yourself that, okay, I'm, I'm going to be there for mine. But you don't never stay with a coach. You take yours and then you just leave. You don't actually hang around and talk you to us. No. You don't want me to coach. No, I don't want I you to can't. coach. I just want you to hang out so you can actually feel what I'm feeling. You just sit That's there. why I don't coach. No, no. I'm saying <laughs> as a parent, you just sit there and you wait until the last, pick, last child is picked up like me. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, see, that's petty. That is that's petty. petty. That that's was petty. very petty. So I'm Mrs. Petty now? Yes. You can, be. You can Absolutely. be. Petty, too. Um, so in a few minutes, we're going to actually a few seconds, we're going to go to a commercial break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, we have some special guests in the building today. We have Miss Darlene DeHaan, who's on her way. Who We're going to welcome her to the Cumberland County area. Um, and we also have some gentlemen here that are doing some wonderful things in the city of Vineland. We're going to get to them as well. Um, and then we got some more things in store at the end, obviously, of the, the, podca- uh, the podcast. I keep saying podcast, radio mm-hmm. show. Yes. Um, so we'll be back in a few minutes. we got to pay these bills. Stay tuned.
Seabrook has been helping families find the courage to recover from alcoholism, drug addiction, and other co-occurring disorders for nearly half a century. Our programs include the Family Matrix program that allows families to heal and begin to strengthen the family bonds strained by addiction. Seabrook has five locations throughout New Jersey with inpatient rehabilitation, extended care, and outpatient treatments. If you or a loved one is suffering from addiction, please call or visit us online today. Seabrook, the heart of recovery. Millville Savings now has a special offer to help potential homeowners save $1,000 on home mortgages. That's right. Save $1,000 on closing costs on new loans from Millville Savings. But don't wait. Now's the time to get that new home you've been dreaming of. So if you're tired of the big banks, go small. Visit millvillesavings.com or call for more information. Millville Savings, small but strong. Restrictions apply. Subject to credit approval. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. SNJ Today is giving away a brand new Harley-Davidson road bike. Compliments of Atlantic County Harley-Davidson in Galloway. No kidding. Enter to win through our free SNJ Today news app, where you'll get the latest news anytime, anywhere. Simply download the free app from the App Store and fill out the entry form. It's that simple. One winner will be selected at random from a drawing on July 15th, 2018. Restrictions apply. Go to snjtoday.com rules for complete details. Hi, I'm Ed Deal. In 1974, my family founded Seabrook to help people recover from addiction in an atmosphere of love. You could say that recovery is in our DNA. Today, with five locations and many treatment options, Seabrook is much more than a house. We are the heart of recovery. If you or someone you love is struggling with addiction, we're ready to help. Call 800-761-7575 or visit seabrook.org for information. Thank you. Okay, and we are back. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. So, again, this is the Empowerment Inspective Radio Show, and we have two special guests. And actually, I just found these guys in the parking lot. I went to go pick up some chicken. And, um, you know, I seen they were actually giving stuff away. So I said to myself, you know what? It's a possibility that these guys may be doing something really good in the community, and let's go see. Let's go actually see if they're willing just to, on the spot, just come in and share their mission and their purpose and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So we'll walk over and, you know, first guy, we, you know, we eye to eye and we, hey, he introduced himself. So again, let's, let's welcome Pastor Robinson and his guy, Buster Gale, to the show. Hello, welcome hello. The show. How you doing? How y'all doing? God bless. Yes, yes. So again, as, as I said, um, I seen you guys in, in the parking lot and what were you guys doing? Yeah, so we are a ministry beyond the four walls, as we like to call it. We have our mandate is loving people back to life. Uh, we've been in ministry for five years of violin, and every third Saturday of the summer months, we go out into the community, and uh, we would love just to more or less hand out clothes and food. We offer prayer, and we just want to be a staple in the community to let people know that. You know, one of the first questions we get when people see us out there is, how much does this stuff cost? Mm-hmm. I love it because that's a great segue for me to say, Jesus paid it all. Okay. It's all paid at the cross. So, okay. Yeah. Now, you guys didn't know me from nowhere, so why did you guys follow <laughs> me to the studio? Well, number one, I loved your car. So uh, I'm a Beamer person as well. (laughs) You looked friendly, and you had a bag of chicken, so. (laughs) It's that car, man. The car, car. that is awesome. Well, listen, one of the things we like to talk about on our show is um, discovering people's why. And we feel like um, in order for you to do great things in life, that you have to have a deep why and to push you through those dark moments in in, in your life. 
why did you decide and what was your your why in terms of this this mission that you're on like why did you what is your why yeah yeah awesome question so you know uh, romans 12th chapter lets us know that this is our reasonable service mm -hmm. uh, i don't look at this as an opportunity i look at this as a reasonable service that we should be giving back uh, so many churches in the community and you know we all have our different purposes and I realized that I do not want to be a church that sits in, inside of the four walls. Mm -hmm. But we need to be a church and, uh, and mission and action where people can see us and, and showing the love of Christ. Because, you know, when we say we love somebody, that's an action word. Mm -hmm. They need to actually see that. So once again, there's a lot of hurting people out here in the community. These clothes mean so much to some people, mm -hmm. stuff that we just disregard, but it means so much to someone who don't have mm -hmm. uh, a bottle of water, a sandwich, uh, uh, just the word of encouragement. So that's our why. Our why is to give back because it is our reasonable service. At you. Uh, Brother Buster, why did you decide to join this, this mission? Well, I'm following my pastor, you know what I mean, and he taught us iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. So we have to be together. Mm -hmm. If I'm blessed, why not give a blessing back to somebody mm -hmm. else? Because, like he said, there's a lot of people out there that don't know God, mm -hmm. and I'm learning and knowing God every day myself. And by following him, he's teaching me more, mm -hmm. so I have to give more back. Right. That's one of the major messages that we come across with the mm -hmm. Empowerment Perspective Group is that still sharp is still idea. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about it all the time that, you know, we don't put ourselves around people that um, are, are going to take away from our goal. Yes. We put ourselves around people that are better than us, smarter than mm -hmm. us, want to work harder than us, and then we try to beat them. That's, our, that's, mm -hmm. that's just our mission. And then you find yourself, that's how you grow. You know, you mm -hmm. put yourself around those people. And then at some point, though, you're going to have to find another group of people and yeah. find some more steel and, and, and yeah. sharpen with those yeah. as well. So that's been our mission. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't surprise me that this happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, obviously Kareem recognized the good that you guys were doing. And then, um, you know, hopefully maybe in the future we'll, we'll mm -hmm. work on some collaboration and, and do some things to help you guys down there in violence as well. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, if you don't mind, we'd like to just get the church address. We are located at 302 Southwest Boulevard in the heart of Vineland, New Jersey. Our Sunday morning service is at 9 a.m. Tuesday is our Bible empowerment study at 7 p.m. and Thursday night our evangelistic service. So if you're in the area of Vineland, Millville, or Bershon, mm -hmm. please come out. You're welcome. We welcome all. We're a non-denominational church. That means we take the title off. We just show love. It's mm -hmm. about Jesus Christ. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So, being as though that we're new to the area, like, what is it that we can actually bring to to help you guys again? Because we want to be able to inspire everyone. Mm -hmm. So, what can we bring to the community of Vineland? Uh, one of the I'm things, sorry, Millville. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, we worked. I think they're all, you know, connected. yeah, connected mm -hmm. together. Uh, one of the things is community. The community is hurting. There's a there's a a big need uh, for people just to know have be connected to shelter. Uh, it's a lot of homeless in this area. Okay. So it's a uh, big homeless. There's a lot of people without food. Um, and crime rate is high the way it is because, you know, they don't have jobs. So maybe some job services and programs to uh, get people revitalized and things of that nature. So uh, there's a lot of work out here. You know, one of the scriptures say the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Mm -hmm. So your helping hand is what's mm -hmm. needed. Mm -hmm. You know, people, you can say you care all you want, but when they see you out in action, that's how much mm -hmm. they know that you really care. So, yeah, just showing up and being there, mm -hmm. you know, today handing out a sandwich mm -hmm. and the smile that we someone's 
but that got got on someone's face today was like, wow, you gave this to me, yeah, because mm. we love you. Gotcha. And 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 just giving someone a hug and they feeling like, oh, I'm not worthy to get a hug. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. You know, so just caring, being there. You know, it don't take a whole lot. Right. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to commit to. Um, we're going to commit to creating a um, workshop seminar for anyone that's interested. Resume building, interview techniques, awesome. and all that stuff. Awesome. So uh, we'll connect with you with the date. So we'll come down and, and we'll awesome. definitely promote that. And, mm-hmm. and let's get some people some jobs out there. That's what Absolutely. we're going to bring uh, to, to, to your um, your following. So awesome. um, definitely appreciate you guys being on. Mm-hmm. Um, before you leave, make sure we get contact information, all that, so we Absolutely. can make that happen. Um, so thank you guys for uh, joining us today. Yeah. Make sure you get some <laughs> There you go. Thank you guys for this airtime. I appreciate thank that. You. God Proud. bless. Yeah, all right. Keep going. All Wonderful right. things. This is a really good thing you guys are doing. And uh, we look forward, like Demiso said, to be able to network with you guys mm-hmm. and do Sounds some things. Good. Thank you. This next guest that we got going on, um, very close friend of mine. Um, She was a forensic scientist in a former life, assistant principal in a former life, teacher, mother, track coach. I don't know. You you got a lot of hats that she wears. She she now has a new job in Bridgeton, so we definitely want to make welcome welcome her to the area. Miss Darlene Dahan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Demiso. Haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> I know, I miss you. I miss our two o'clock cut up time. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm looking because you're smiling. Yeah, I know my chip. <laughs> what happened to what happened to the chip two? Yeah, chip two smile. Got my chip two. You gotta, you gotta it, fix. You, you gotta bring we that out. We needed that really? for the professional development. <laughs> <laughs> had a story behind it. Yeah, I got that fixed right away. No, you messed, <laughs> messed everything up. Cause I had a vision that you had like razor blades under your mouth that you took to work just in case somebody would say something slick to you. I had all that in my mind, and that was going to be in the professional development that we were going to do. Yeah, no, I can't stop and start a new job with a chipped tooth. But uh, so what is it? So what is it that you do at Bridgeton? Well, what I'm doing now is I'm the director of curriculum and instruction for math and science, which is awesome. Cause usually director of curriculum and instruction, you encompass all the content areas, but Bridgeton does something that the others, a lot. I don't think any other district that I know of has done, and they split it. Hmm. So there's a director of curriculum for ELA and a director of curriculum for math and science. So when I saw that, I hopped on it, and it's absolutely awesome. Hmm. Well, we're going to get to some stories in a minute. So, because, you know, I, I, I got to know you over the years and I'm going to dig a little bit deep. Not too deep. Not I'm not going to embarrass yeah, you yet. I'm going to dig a little bit, though. Um, <laughs> tell us about your journey into education and why did you decide to get into education? Well, at first, when I started, in it, the reason I actually came into education was because when I was an undergrad, I was strongly discouraged to, um, to con- pursue my uh, education in math and science. And so, I was a chemistry major, biochem major, and a math major, and um, I had a little trouble, little struggles there. So mm. um, I was strongly discouraged, you know, not to be in that field. And they were like, oh, why don't you try something simpler? Why don't you try something easier? But I think the most, the greatest impact I had was that there was, I was the only African-American woman mm. um, in that field. So I was like, really? I just couldn't believe it. So I told myself when I came out and when I graduated, I wanted to do something back. Mm. So my educational journey actually started when I opened my nonprofit, mm. which is Mad About Science um, Incorporated. And then from there, I just grew, decided, okay, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. So now I'm going to go back to school. So then I earned a, um, you know, a double master's in education. And now, as you know, along with you, Demiso, working on my doctorate. Mm. So I just wanted to really be able to give back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see more minorities and females, especially low income, because mm. I was low income growing right. up, um, 
just being able to do a lot more in math and science and STEM than we gotcha. are. Because we're not yeah. represented. No. Blacks are not represented at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. And I know we've done uh, some presentations uh, on STEM mm-hmm. and, and trying to get that message out there. Um, just came back from Chicago not too long ago with STEMCon yes. um, out there trying to push that um, that, that agenda. Um, tell us about what you're seeing just in terms of just sticking with that topic. Like, how can we get um, minorities and women into STEM-related fields? Like, how can we get them more interested into that? Well, what really has to happen overall is we have to change exactly what's happening through K-6 to because a lot of times we are right now addressing what's happening in high school. Okay. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times in high school, they're already turned off. And I'm not saying give up. By no means give up because they're in high school. But Mm -hmm. we got to start this mindset from kindergarten. There's Mm -hmm. this um, theory out there. It's called the STEM pipeline. You ever Mm -hmm. heard of that? So the STEM pipeline is saying there are certain courses and the exposures that kids have to have starting from kindergarten. And they, and, but a lot of the kids in inner city, like Bridgeton, Millville, Vineland, Pleasantville, Atlantic City, you know, any other area, you know, outside of South Jersey, whether it's low income, they can't afford those summer camps, mm-hmm. those expensive summer camps, eight, $900 for, mm-hmm. for four weeks or three weeks or anything like that. So they're not getting that exposure. Mm-hmm. So what happens is they start dropping out. They don't have the interest. They're not taking the classes. So they, you get what's called holes in the pipeline, mm-hmm. hence the word leaky pipeline. Right. So what's happening are minority kids mm-hmm. are falling through those holes. So they're not taking the courses and they're not prepared. So mm-hmm. we need to start providing kids in, in K to five, starting as early as kindergarten and to giving them real, not, I mean, real STEM, robotics, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. science, hands-on, not that virtual stuff that right. you see. Like they need to have their hands in it and we have to start them early. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think you raise a great point. And I think, um, you know, the educators, specifically with minority students, we got to do a better job of pushing those minority students. Yes. We did a podcast with my brother who's an electrical engineer, travels all over the world and does great things. Uh, very intelligent guy, but he was never really, really pushed to his potential. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. luckily he still, you know, made it out there. And, and within that community, those students that were considered the nerds where it was sort of, you know, the outcast, a little bit of, of the community. So my brother was telling me a story about how he felt one, he was intelligent. So they kind of separated, you know, him because of that. And also because of the fact that he was a minority, that was another element. Mm-hmm. So that was just something that he was, you know, dealing with. But I think uh, even within the schools that I've worked in, uh, minorities in the, the AP classes and the honors classes, there's a very small representation mm-hmm. in there. And these children are bright children, and they're yes. just not getting pushed um, enough to, to, you know, explore that as an option. I know when I was in school, I didn't even see that as a possibility. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was sports, and, you know, I had to go to school to play sports. It wasn't exactly. even about, you know, science, STEM, and, and, right. and all of those things. So we got to start pushing um, these students in that direction. Um, Stacy, you're a mother of three, correct? Yes. All right. So what are some of the things that your kids, have they expressed any interest in any field in, in as far as a career later along? Specifically your daughter, I want to I know. Is she interested in anything She's yet? six, so I don't think she's looking career goals yet. Mm. We survived <laughs> first not, she's grade. She's not giving you the, the vet, I'm a, 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 you know, the, the doctor, the astronaut. No. Typical stuff. I'm going MMA with her right now. Oh. Like we're leaning towards a career like Ronda Rousey. So, That's nice. Well, she got knocked out when she faced somebody real. <laughs> Sophie, I think, is going to. <laughs> I don't what, know. What about your boys? 
Um, Connor wants to play in the NBA, mm-hmm. so he's outside all day, every day. Mm. Um, but my other son is definitely involved into the, the computer world, and he wants a YouTube channel, and mm. he wants to do all these things. But again, I looked into the camp mm-hmm. for him to go for one week. It was like nine hundred dollars. I'm like, I, I can't do it, right. and I feel bad. But I right. just, it's too much. So, as a parent, how do you? What are some things that you do to sort of foster those those dreams in in your your kids? I buy resources I can afford. Mm. Um, however, they're a little more effort on his part Mm. so he has to read a book on how to get his youtube channel started and um he doesn't want to do that he just wants to jump right in but he has i said well you know you got to learn the right way to do it these kids don't have one million viewers for just not knowing what they're doing they know what they're doing right um our school was very fortunate we do have robots and the kids are exposed at kindergarten and they do a lot of hands-on activities um so they're very fortunate in that aspect Mm. that they do have things that they're learning they know more than i do i mean i I can't even work my laptop here. <laughs> so well, let me but, let me jump in for a second because you, you said something that was really big. You you said that your son wants to go into the NBA. Yes. So my, my question has always been is why can't we make school exciting? Mm. Why can't we, can. we make it seem as though that this is a really glamorous thing to do? Right I now, agree. school is boring. Absolutely. It, it really is. Kids it are is. unmotivated. They are unmotivated. I don't well, know how I, to motivate them. Mm-hmm. It's a two-edged sword to me, mm-hmm. right? So you, if you followed a student from the time he walked into the building to the time he left, you would fall asleep as a parent. Mm-hmm. Yes. You would go into class, and after class, and hear the person talk, hear the person talk. There's very little creativity going on mm-hmm. that's going to engage them mm-hmm. in that. So, you, you know, you got that part of it. The other part of it is some of the things that, you know, me and Kareem have been trying to instill in our kids are developing a why in them, you know, and having a reason to go to school. All, mm-hmm. We always ask the kids, like, why do you come to school? And they'll be like, to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, to learn what? Like, yes. what do you want to do? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's easy for anybody. If you mm-hmm. don't have a why, it's so easy to quit. Yes. It's so easy to be like, all right, I'll, need to do it and I'm going to mm-hmm. go this direction. Um, the other thing that I try to instill in, in students is, is having non-negotiables. Like there's certain things in, in life that you're just going to have to do and you, you have to make it a part of your routine. Absolutely. And if you don't have that mentality, um, especially as a, as a young person and a, a child going to school, you don't see it as a non-negotiable. It's mm-hmm. easy for you to sleep in. It's Absolutely. easy for you to miss 30 days of school and now you got the state getting ready to knock at your door because mm-hmm. you know getting, you get fined. It's, yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. It's well, nothing. here's the other thing. It brings a little bit more excitement because now you get a lot more attention. Mm. The teachers want to know why mm-hmm. you're not in school. The principal want to know why you're mm. not in school. The guidance counselor want to know why you're not in school. Mm. So so now you get placed on the platform where so you get a lot of attention and kids looking at you like, man, you got to stay home? Mm. Man, that's great. What do you exactly. do all day? Mm-hmm. Man, I play PlayStation. I all play day. Xbox. I do all these things every day, all day. Mm. They talk about the season they built on 2K19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so again, when, when the school in itself is not seem like it's an exciting lifestyle, now mm. what happens is you turn off a whole generation of kids. Mm. And they don't even know that the career path that they're selecting to be a professional athlete, how tough it is. Like, mm. that's not easy. No, no, not at all. Two days, three days, weight room, and the commitment that it takes. But we don't make it seem like it's exciting education. Mm. You come to school, sit here for 40 minutes or 90 minutes in the block, and you just sit there and let me talk to you. Yeah. Well, I think it's important with your non-negotiables, too, is we teach the kids to set them. I think a lot of times the parents set the negotiables. Like, you're mm. going to maintain this GPA. You're going to do this. You're going, And they don't get a say in it. So it, it's a fine line between letting them. We've talked about this mm. a lot of times, that taking that safety net away and mm-hmm. letting them set the bar for themselves. But 
are non-negotiable is you have to set the bar. Like you right. can't sit home and play PlayStation all day. Like right. mm-hmm. that was one of the things that um I, I was gonna say that as far as educator and parents, we don't do enough of asking students and, and our children of what they want and how mm-hmm. can we help them. How many times as a parent have have we went up to our our child and was like, well, how how can I help you? That conversation really never, ever really happens, you know, Mm -hmm. especially our our teachers or a lot of them won't. And and administrators, a lot of them won't just ask these kids, like, how can we help them and and inform their education, shape their education Mm -hmm. around them. Um, I like like to use the example as if, like, you're going to a restaurant. Mm. So it's been many times that I I went to, like, Chick-fil-A. And nobody knew what they want on the menu. Like mm. there's a whole bunch of things on the menu that you can actually select. <laughs> and nobody knows. Chick-fil-A only does one thing, they do chicken. That's it. Mm. So you either want it on bread or you don't want it on bread. Mm. So when you when you have a, a student or you have your child and they're sitting there looking at the menu and they don't know what they want, now what happens is that you're holding everyone else up. Mm. And after a while, people start getting angry. Right. Like yeah. why you don't know what you want to do? Just pick something on the menu. At least if you don't <laughs> like it, now we can cross it off. So even with your child, just pick something. I don't care what it is. You mm-hmm. pick something, and now we know that you don't like it, and we move on to the next thing. But when you continuously don't want to select anything, now as an educator, now as a parent, I can't help you because you have made that selection. And I also think what we have to do is we need to stop asking kids what do they want to do when they grow up mm-hmm. and instead ask them what problems do they want to solve mm-hmm. because that changes the yes. entire conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. have a conversation, what do you want to solve in the world? You know, and then that'll help guide them instead mm-hmm. of just saying, who knows what they want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, no, you don't know what you want to be. Right. You know, I changed my major so many times in college. It wasn't funny. Yeah. So, you know, but if you say what problems do you want to solve, mm-hmm. then the whole the entire conversation, conversation changes. changes mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and the, the other key also is we got to get our kids to, to not necessarily worry about the end game. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So you want to go to the NBA. That's great to have a destination, but you need to be more concerned about the process because mm-hmm. there's a lot that comes along with trying to get to the NBA, you know, yes. discipline and, and all the work ethic and all that stuff. Those are the tools and things that you need to be developing and, and getting them to enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that really, that's where life lives is within the process. Absolutely. I mean, in everything and we're getting married. Right. Mm-hmm. So me and my wife got married, you know, 11 years ago, I think it was. And it was all about that day. And I, and I didn't get a chance to enjoy the process of picking out the colors and picking out the, you know, tuxedo and all that stuff. And it kind of just went like that. And it was like, that's it. It was just a big party at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And not enjoying the process. party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is a glorified party. We're going to talk about that on another episode. <laughs> My opinions on marriage. <laughs> Don't do it. No. <laughs> just, just joking. This is a joke. We're supposed joking. to bleep that out. I don't want him to get in no trouble. <laughs> I'm definitely we we go to Atlanta on Thursday. Get in trouble. <laughs> now, darling, you do a lot with um, English language learners, yes. and, and you have some things um, in the works with that. Talk about um, what you're doing. With she said in Spanish. She yo, can say it in Spanish. Yo, yo, yes. Okay. What she, she said? She said she just chicken. called you petty. She's yeah. Spanish, by yeah, the way. Absolutely. She, and she wanted a piece of chicken. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Chicken in that menu. Now, what's happened is, you know, in Bridgeton, it's like 75% of the district is Spanish-speaking. Mm. It's huge. Um, so one of the things that we're hoping that I'm trying to do is to try to help teachers with instruction so that they can understand, especially math and science teachers, because that's my thing. Mm. Um, so to provide them with professional development and knowledge so that they know how to teach a class 
that has English language learners in it. Because mm. there's really, when you really think about it, there's not a big difference between that English language learner and that struggling learner. Mm. It's, it's really kind of the same. So that's one of the big projects that I'm trying to do right now in the Bridgeton, as well as my dissertation mm -hmm. for my doctorate, is to provide teachers with professional develop, development so that they can teach the kids who are in their class. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times now, they put these ELAs, as soon as they pass this test, and they say, oh, okay, you can pass the test. Okay, they drop you into a general education classroom with no supports, mm -hmm. and they expect you to be successful. You know, like I can have a conversation with you in Spanish. Mm -hmm. I can read the Spanish newspaper, but don't give me that telenovela because mm -hmm. everyone out there knows the telenovela. It's really difficult for me to follow. Mm -hmm. So you put a kid into a classroom where English is the main language, and they can pass a test because they, they understand basic language. Mm -hmm. They're failing. I'm going to ask this question on behalf of Mr. Petty because he just yes. whispered it. What yeah. is telenovela, whatever okay. you just said? That's telenovela. That's what all the novella or, or, or soap operas. So novellas. Oh, yeah. So they're soap operas. So my okay. husband and I watch them. We watch them. As you know, my husband speaks like four languages. Mm. But um, we watch it, and he gets so annoyed with me because I'm like, what did they say? What did they say? You know what I mean? Because I can kind of follow it by mm. the actions, but I still miss a lot of it. Mm. So I have to watch them a lot, a mm. lot, a lot in order for me to really start getting it. But it's the same kind of thing. Just because I can speak it, I can mm. have a conversation with you, but you mm. get a whole bunch of people together and then everyone's speaking really fast mm. and then there's certain slang words that I don't understand, I'm lost. Mm. And that's those kids in that classroom. Right. You know, because being conversational Spanish is way different than mm. than academic. Right. I'm English. So right. it's 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 hard. A part of me, and we had conversations about this before, it talks about the, just the system, the educational mm -hmm. system. And I think it's almost designed for certain people to fail. Not in any specific mm -hmm. group of people, but just people in general. Um, and I think that bleeds the line in terms of, you know, we live in a capitalistic capitalistic society. you got to have a winner and loser. And, and, it's, and you've taken that model and putting it in the educational field, and it's kind of like a sink or swim model. And an important the, the bad part is you got people that are, are, are sinking that need lifelines and but the system saying there has to have a winner it has to have a loser you know you have to have somebody to have A's you got to mm -hmm. have somebody that's in honors you got to have somebody that's yes. failing we need retention we need summer school stuff um, and and it's to the point even in the states you probably can uh, relate to some of this like why did they change math right the way we do math like I feel like it's, it was designed to fail now we're in a generation right now like I can't even help my kids you know yes. To solve the problems because they yeah. completely teach it. I, I really think that they did that on purpose. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's intentional to to cause confusion within the household. The person I, that did that was yes, petty. Yes, absolutely. They were really petty. Because <laughs> now what happens is that you get a kid that comes home and he doesn't know what to do because he probably wasn't paying attention because he's thinking about the NBA. And now <laughs> he's asking mom or dad, hey, what, what do I do with this? And they're looking like, I have no idea. And this is like third grade math they can't yeah. do. Hmm. You're talking about parents that some parents even went to college and got a doctor degree can't do third grade math mm -hmm. now. That makes no sense. That was, I'm one of them. I'm about to get my doctorate. <laughs> looked at my daughter's work the other day. I was like, yo, that, why are you – I knew how to solve the problem my yes, way. I couldn't absolutely. explain how to solve it the way that yes. the teacher wanted the, yes. the hair to solve. I was like, yo, that's crazy. Look, I was in the classroom one day, and I'm watching them you know, solve problems. And they had like four or five whiteboards. This is one problem. It started on the first whiteboard and it ended on the fourth whiteboard. I'm like, this is a simple problem. This is fifth grade math or sixth grade math. I'm looking like, man, it takes all of that to solve mm -hmm. the question. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. All right. But I, I would also advise parents, don't give up, though. You, we have the greatest uh, tool known to man called Google. You yes. can put it in there. You find out how to solve the problem. Yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes, you're going to get frustrated. But if your kids see you quit. 
they're going to quit. Exactly. And so we, we can't let that happen. So we got to make sure that that, that um, you know, that work ethic is instilled in them. Now, yes. Stacy, how do you engage your kids in the educational process, especially during those times where they're frustrated? Think- she don't want to do her homework. She never wants to do her homework. Um, <laughs> she does it well with other people. With me, she doesn't want to do it. It's always a battle between between us. But um, it's mandatory. You have to do your homework. It's a non-negotiable. But I think I'm getting to the point with my boys that I'm still too involved in certain things. Like my mom never read the book report or the book that I had to do my book report on. Mm-hmm. But to help my son get through his, I have to hurry up and go through this. I don't want to read it. Mm-hmm. I've already done school. I'm done. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I have to do it to help him get through it. And there's times where he's waiting until the last minute and I'm still sitting there flipping through the book. Mm-hmm. I know you're making a face like I'm doing way too much work. <laughs> And I'm taking my hands off this year. It's, it's you need to be that kid that walks in because there's always a kid that doesn't mm-hmm. have their assignment on that day. And no matter how cool they are and they don't do their work, that day stinks when you mm-hmm. walk in and you don't have your assignment. Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe you need to experience that. Maybe you need to walk in there without your book report and mm-hmm. see how that feels because I'm not going to sit here and spoon feed you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You've got to start taking some accountability. And it's called productive failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, to, no, no. I have to read no. a book. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. Take, listen, take I it from me. I thought you were going to be on my side cream for that I, one. I, I was going to be on your side in, until you, you said that when he shows up and um, he's, he's no longer going to be cool. No, he's going to be the coolest because he's going to be defiant mm. and oppositional. All the cool kids are defiant and oppositional. So how do we motivate them? That's my biggest. You have to motivate yeah. the cool kids to want to be able mm. to do the work. Once you get the, the, the cool kids to do it, then you can get the whole classroom. Mm-hmm. All the kids are going to follow those that get their most attention. Mm. And as an assistant principal, I use the tactic with discipline, right? So if I find that one influential kid, mm-hmm. be it negative or whatever, that influential kid, I know I can change at least five other behaviors yes. if I can reach that one particular, mm-hmm. that one particular kid. So that, that's definitely a, a great point there. Um, I did have a question. I just lost my, my train of thought. So we talked about student engagement from uh, a parent um, perspective. I also think that parents need to set the, those examples. Part of the reason I went back, I'm going back to get my doctorate is so that my kids can see me go through it. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the routine. They know we all sit down at the kitchen ta- counter. I'm working on something. They're working on something. It's a non-negotiable. And mm-hmm. I don't need, as I'm to the point, I don't even have to tell them to do their homework. My, my youngest usually gives me a little bit, but she's me, so that's, that's just what happens. But um, she hit me with this the other day. So she, I, Simone, the oldest one, got finished her homework before the end of the school year, so she didn't have homework. The little one kept bringing homework in, and I was like, um, you know, J.D., your teacher is mean. You shouldn't, she shouldn't be giving you homework this time of the year. So then the last day the homework was due, and I was like, where's your homework? She's like, I ain't do my homework. I was like, why? She's like, I got a homework pass. <laughs> and a homework pass. I was like, all right, I, I'll give you that one. I got a homework pass. I'll give you that one. That is too funny, man. So when you finish up your doctorate, what are we talking here? December 2019. Mm. Yes. Mm. Are we having a party? Oh, we're having a big party. <laughs> what island are we going to? Oh, I don't <laughs> care. Just name it. I just want to. You want me party. to name it? Yeah, you can name it. <laughs> you going to pay for it? No. Oh. <laughs> you do know that when you have a party, you're supposed to pay for everything. Mm, I pay for the food. I oh, because he just mentioned wedding, and I go to plenty of weddings that I don't have to pay to get in. You give a gift. You got to give a gift. You got to give a gift. Monetary, too. Monetary? Yeah, monetary gift. Is it like a limit? Hmm. What's the high low number here? We can gamble. We gamble in Jersey now. So, What's the so, high low? Yes. So what the is etiquette the, what is, is supposed the rule? to be like the per now. person. Isn't that the etiquette though? The per person like rate, which mm. I don't look at the place where I'm going to see what they charge per person. But mm. I thought that was kind of like the ballpark. Oh, Who does be. that? 
Listen, I, I do, it I just do. depends how well I know you. If I know you really well, I give a certain amount. If I, you know, really don't know you that well, then I give a lower amount. That's generally how I do it. If I told my husband, he wouldn't give anything. He would just go. And <laughs> so the time. My people do this, right? You get the invitation, they put plus three on the invitation, and, send, <laughs> and then you ain't getting nobody on top of that. <laughs> on top of that. I said, how you going to say plus two? <laughs> Absolutely. That is crazy. So we like to have a little bit of fun on this this, um, radio show. So, darling, we're going to ask you some questions real quick. We're about to to go to break soon here. But what are you listening to music-wise? I'm not listening to anything music wise. No, no I'm, I'm in I'm in lit review mode. Oh, listen, she's on her computer. If you see her computer, she got like forty five thousand tabs open. And then I was on a computer with with Darlene the other day, and I had to do something, and she was like, "Don't close my tabs. You better not close my." Tabs. <laughs> no, she she did that when we was in Orlando. She opened up her laptop. She had like thirty five windows open. I'm like, well, we only need one. No, we can't close them all. We listen, need them all. No, you, you kidding why me? Why don't you just copy and paste the address onto a Word document? You could always have access. No, to. it's just. Easy. I see them all up there. I have them in order. They're mm. they're, they're, they're grouped. Got you. Yeah, I Got just click. I was panicking that day. I was like, the measles. <laughs> 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 I was about to just like <laughs> close all. Just close all of them. Just because I'm like an honor of Korean being petty. <laughs> I would have cried. You would have killed me after I killed you. Me. I would have cried. Well, listen, we got another commercial yeah. break. Stick around. You can stick around oh, for our last segment definitely. here, and we got to introduce some more people that are coming on the on the show. Um, so. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay in tune. At UA Auto Sales, we've dedicated ourselves to serving the automotive needs of drivers with locations in Vineland and Deptford. We always go the extra mile to assure that you enjoy a great deal on your next car and that it remains safely on the road for many years to come. Of course, we make sure to provide legendary customer service with a smile to each driver that sets foot in our showroom. We are UA Auto Sales, 1016 South Delcy Drive in Vineland or at uaautosales.com. Quality cars for quality people. What makes Inspira Health Network innovative? The latest in surgical robotics. What makes it inspiring? A nationally acclaimed breast center specializing in reconstructive surgery. What makes it influential, insightful, ingenious? Over 15 awards this year, recognizing Inspira's top doctors and nurses, state-of-the-art facilities, and excellence in everything from orthopedics to cancer care. It's all here in one network, and Inspira Health Network is in it for you. Visit InspiraHealthNetwork.org to learn more. Are you looking for great homemade pasta? Well, look no further. Conti's Pasta has been cooking up their family's recipes passed down through several generations right here in Vineland. But Conti's Pasta doesn't just sell pasta. They sell frozen pizza, pierogi, pre-cooked entrees perfect for small family dinners or large dinner parties, and have a full production line of gluten-free options. The retail store is open Monday through Saturday, and the website that includes free shipping is open 24-7. For real Italian homemade pasta and so much more, think Conti's Pasta. Hi, I'm Gary Monterosso, and I just love the sound of beer being poured into a glass. If you also enjoy a cold brew, then join Tara Nuren and me every week for What's on Tap. We'll bring you tasting reviews, some of the top personalities in the beverage world, and much more. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on 99.9 FM, 12.40 a.m. and online at snjtoday.com. All right, welcome back to the Empowerment Perspective Radio Show. I go by the name of Demiso Josie alongside... Stacey Sanderson-Deck. And... Spencer's here. 
Mr. Petty himself. Absolutely. <laughs> you have a you brought a young lady with yes, you. Yes, I on, have on my show. sister that's with me. So she's longtime resident of Violent. Now she's living in Delaware. Oh, I keep saying Violent. Millville. I'm sorry. She corrected me on the spot. Wait a minute. She so she got some secrets and some stories on you. I have some secrets and stories on her. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So introduce yourself, old wife. Hello, I'm Olivia White. Yes. Grew up here in Millville. Yes, old white. That's old right. white. Old white. Absolutely. So, um, you know, she, she was Dell State. Is what that's where you were. Dell okay. State. Yeah. So when we met, um, she was actually working at um, Dover Downs, and um, she was actually working the front desk. My brother was running the front desk at the time, so he's like, "Yo, you got to hang out with old white." So I started hanging out with old white, and I said, "You know what? This is gonna be my little sister. I'm just gonna adopt her." Well, was the building named the Carter by any chance? No, it wasn't the Carter. It should have been the Carter. <laughs> Listen, where they lived at, where they lived, their, their apartment complex was the Carter. <laughs> Everything was going down where they lived down there, down Dover. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes, yes. I don't know how, how or why you linked up with this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fun. He's a lot of fun. He's a, he's a, lot, he's of a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. So, oh, why? Give us a story about me and you hanging out. Oh, my. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, well, we've had a lot of times hanging out. AC. Yes. Oh, you, you don't want to tell him about that, do you? Oh, no. All right, I'll go in. Were they All his right. days trip where he's gone for, like, days? No, no. So, we had... Um, <laughs> No, I had, it was actually a fight party we, I invited her down to for me and my guys. So afterwards, we went to um, Tropicana, TSOP, right? Ah. So this is crazy. So we down there, right? She's having a good time. And I, I step away. I walk somebody to their car. And I'm gone. Maybe it seemed to me like it was five, ten minutes. But for some reason, she called my brother. He's down in Delaware. And she calls him. She said, listen, I can't find you. I don't know. So she went in panic mode. So he's like, yo, where you at? I said, I'm in Tropicana. And he's like, well... Where's O White? I said, she's still having fun. He's like, oh, well, she's panicking. Can you go find her? I'm like, <laughs> so I find her. I'm like, yo, what's going on? She's like, I didn't know where you were. I said, my cousins are right there. You find me. <laughs> and she was in panic mode. Yeah, I'm down here by myself. I don't know these men. They're strange men. No. She was hanging out with me, and if you're with me, then you with me, and everybody's going to take care of you. she just called you a strange man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she just yes. called you that. Uh, but yet she she accepted the invitation. She mm. accepted the invitation. And she came on down. Mm. So why Dell State? Um. Well, I grew up in Millville. I went to. Well, when I went to Millville, it was a predominantly white, mm. and I always wanted to go to a black college. I got accepted to Dell State, and there I was. Um. But I didn't uh, finish my undergraduate at Dell State. I transferred. Got a little tired of the hood. Mm. So I had to uh, transfer, <laughs> and I graduated from Wilmington University. And what's your degree in? Um, hospitality management. Really? I was a supervisor at the front desk um, at Dover Downs, um, working under his brother. So let me ask you this question. How can I get an insider? You know, the guy with the glove, white gloves coming in, pour my water and all. How can I, an average person, how can I get an insider at a hotel? Well, the industry we worked in was probably, uh, mostly um, gambling, so more money, the the more inside you get. Mm. Gotcha. More money you drop, the more money you spend, mm. <laughs> the more inside you get. More love you get. Yep. Let's mm. let's talk discount discounts. So we're going to travel mm. pretty soon. Um, how much would it cost me to get an upgrade when you worked at Dover Downs? Like, well, I want to upgrade my room. Like, how much would I have to give you to give me an upgrade? How does that work? <laughs> He ain't talking about giving a company. He said give right. you. Well, <laughs> yes. you know, I got, I got a lot of monetary gifts at Dover Downs when I worked there. Um, from 500 to to $1,000, $2,000 people would give me for upgrades. So, hmm. you know, hey, 
But we cool, so I'm I'm charging you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to pay twice the amount for the hotel room. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get a discount. I'm thinking free. Mm. But you $500, I want to get in the hotel for free. Oh, you can get a free room, but you're going to pay me. <laughs> oh, that's not free, though. <laughs> you see, customer service is really, really important to me, especially mm. when I go to these hotels. If you're not smiling when I walk up and you give me an attitude mm-hmm. and all that stuff, I already know what the rest of the, my experience in the hotel is going to mm. be. And, and we been traveling a lot and we've been to some crazy place. There was one place in Michigan threw me a curveball though. When we What's stayed that? in Michigan, the guy at the front desk, he was nice. But then we walked oh, around. Oh, that lady? No, not the lady. The we guy at the counter where we checked in, yes. he was nice. And then we walked around the corner and just went downhill from there. I don't understand. I ain't gonna blow up the chain of this 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 hotel that no, we stayed. I'll in. blow it up. I'm not gonna say the name because <laughs> they may want to advertise with us. So it was a lady, right? For some reason we're walking around, we're trying to figure out where we can set up and do a podcast. Mm. She kept asking us what we were looking for. And we were like, no, nah, we're okay. We're, we're fine. We're just looking around. Yeah, but what are you looking for? Like, she actually lived there, and that was hers. Like, why are you guys just walking around looking for locations? I'm just looking <laughs> so we can find a spot to have a podcast. But I thought she was the manager, the way she was talking to us. I thought she was the owner. I'm going to do that. We go in Atlanta. I'm going to walk around. I'm like, what are you looking for? Can I help you? I don't know if it's going to work. We go to Bankhead. Uh, I definitely don't think true. that's going to work. True that. <laughs> they could right. always be as friendly as the lady I met at the place when we were in Orlando. Oh, can you, can you enlighten oh, our, our listeners? Can we enlighten oh, our listeners? We're having breakfast and she starts singing to you. <laughs> <laughs> Not like this, I wish. No, I'm talking no. about the one that we were at the bar that night. Uh. <laughs> Which one? Oh, the one that was stalking you, that one. <laughs> Listen, Darlene has some experiences on that particular trip. That was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, I thought you were talking about everybody but me. That was hilarious. Yeah, I thought you were talking about we was having breakfast. And she just kept serenading you. That lady. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. Thank God. We were know. there, and I, did they mess your food up or something? Of course, they always mess yeah, my food up. They mess food up, but she just kept singing like it was. was the, so and the lady kept singing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why is she singing? Too busy singing, messing my order up. I just ordered some eggs. It wasn't like it was difficult. Like, just messing up my order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah. Interesting. So, we, we got a couple more minutes here. I do want to get into some summertime tips for parents and, and things of that nature. So, I'm going to actually lean on Stacy for this. When summertime's coming, kids are out of school. It's here for us. We, we're oh, done. Yeah. We're done. True that. finished Friday. True that. So, how do you keep your kids engaged? During the summertime. I have to go the opposite of what I do because I'm bad at procrastinating with certain things too. So the, the summer packets that come home um, this year, we're going to try to do it a little different. Give them a week off. You don't have to touch anything. Don't look at anything. Just enjoy a week of rest. But then we're going to start tackling it a little bit at a time. Mm. Um, I do agree with the summer packets. I, I think the kids need to stay engaged all summer with education. I think they do lose a little bit, especially when they're younger. Yeah, summer um, slide. Yeah, I do like our school uh, got rid of, not. I don't know for every grade, my son's grade, they don't have to read a book this year. Mm. So I don't have to read the whole book, for the book reports and stuff. <laughs> they're doing, um, it's called Noosla, I oh, think yes. it is. Nusella. And they're reading an article and they get to pick their genre and they read like 10 articles mm. and it's all scaled to their grade mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And so I think that'll keep them more engaged and mm. more current on some things that are going on rather than reading this old book that isn't really relevant anymore. So um, we're going to tackle the... the pack it a little quicker this year instead of waiting till the last minute and then panic mood. Hmm. Um, they got to go outside. It, yeah. It's ah. disconnect time. 
That's we've got to set some thing. limits. Parents, get your kids outside, please. Yeah. Without uh, their phones. Without their yep. phones, they'll learn how to communicate, learn how to get along, settle conflicts without having any issues, and they'll get their bodies used to some germs, too. A lot of you kids mm. are sick because they're not exposed to the germs that are out there. So when they do go out there, they get sick. Mm-hmm. Go out there and play. I used Absolutely. to play until the streetlight came on. Yep. I had That's... to play. I had to stay out until <laughs> the streetlight came on. There was no choice. Yeah. Twelve months a year. Mm-hmm. You should want to say outside. Absolutely. For me, it was like you coming out, you doing some you do some chores. You do some yep. chores. So, no, I'm going to go work on my hands. Uh, That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember coming in, hands be frozen oh, yeah. and everything mm-hmm. else. We was outside. Unless it was raining or a major storm, mm-hmm. we was outside playing. We had video games and stuff, Atari and, and all that stuff, but we still were outside. It's a, it's a huge, huge socialization tool that you need to use. I know everyone's afraid of everybody in the neighborhood and, and you know, getting sued and putting kid people, kidnapping and all that stuff. We don't, it, the world is not that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said, stop watching the news. Yeah. I know we're media now. Yeah. We're officially media. Yeah, we got to get some media tags. <laughs> stop watching the news so much about all these bad things. And, um, you know, send your kids outside and have them play. And we need to go out with them. Like, we mm. need to go out and put our phones down and engage mm. with them and, and play Foursquare and go on the trampoline, which is way too much exercise for me at this point. But, you know, we need to put our phones down and, you know, put the laundry. It'll be there when we come inside. Mm. We need to engage with the what kids. What is Foursquare? I saw you post that on, oh, on social Square, media. That's the game. I never knew it till my kids went to yeah. their school and they play there. Look like hopscotch to me. It's like four squares and you have one person that stays and if they don't hit the ball, then they get kicked out. Yeah, so you can, like, spike it at them and if they don't catch it, then they're out mm. and the next kid comes in. But we only had four kids playing this night, mm. so they, mm. they didn't really get technically out. You didn't join in? You would have been the fifth. I didn't last night. You was taking a picture. Yes, I did take a picture last night. I put my <laughs> phone down, see? Oh, I got you. I got you. So before we wrap this up, definitely want to um, thank Darlene for being on the show with oh, us. Oh, my pleasure. Um, yes. We got some things in the future that we're going to be collabing on. Musical yeah. Pathways. I did want to bring that up. Yes. And you let the world know what Musical Pathways is and what we got going on with that. Musical Pathways. Musical Pathways. Well, what it is, it's a um, curriculum where we use, um, it's like part of the STEAM. So we use music, creating music, the writing, the music, the production, the whole nine. But that's the way that we're going to engage kids in STEM so that they can see that STEM doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be in a lab code and that you have to be in the science lab, mm. that there's STEM in, 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 uh, in music. Because yeah, yep. so there's, a, you know, the engineers making the music. So we want to do that in order to grab all the kids, especially that hard-to-reach group mm. who might feel that they're not good in math or science, but for them to be able to get in front of that equipment and learn how to produce music and write music that hopefully we can save a life and they want to go further in the career. Got you. Uh, Kareem, we're going to be down in Atlanta. Yes, sir. Next week. So we're going uh, down to the A. Unfortunately, Darlene can't join us there, yes. but we're going down to the to the A. What are we doing down there? Oh, we got uh, two professional development um, things that we're doing. We have um, reaching and teaching the hip-hop generation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we have some exciting things lined up for those um, teachers and administrators that are down there. So... And we're looking to have some fun, do some podcasts. So, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you guys stay tuned to us. Yeah, we got the Innovative School Summit. That's where we're going down there. We, we mm-hmm. hooked up with them. Um, hooked up with them in Orlando. And Mr. Petty somehow pettied his Listen. way into us getting to Atlanta. And I have plans. I have plans. <laughs> so that we can get free room and flight. That's what we're working That's on. A, I want an insider. That's what I'm working on. I'm going to get that insider when I get down there somehow. Somehow, some way. I'm going to get that happen. Oh, and I want a table to be able to sell books. Yeah, we're also doing a panel panel discussion down there while we're down there as well. 
Um, so just to, just to, so to remind you guys what the Empowerment Perspective Group is about, we're educators and we do educational consultant, motivational speaking, mm-hmm. uh, personal empowerment. Um, we have the podcast. Follow us on theempowermentperspective.com, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. We're on all, all the social media outlets. So um, you can listen to past po- podcasts that we did. Um, and we're just about helping people and bringing Absolutely. you valuable information um, that will help you, whether you be a parent, teacher, educator, um, you know, deal with spirituality we got financial experts coming on we got mental health people coming mm-hmm. on so um in the next couple of episodes we're definitely going to um, open up our network to you south jersey so that you can um uh, get the information that you definitely uh could benefit from okay. so um wrapping up this show we want to go around in any last words from anybody words of wisdom uh to the people that are listening mm-hmm. so you know me but being as though that the audience doesn't so I want everyone to be able to accept their pettiness, and more importantly, <laughs> <laughs> and have, have fun while you're doing it, because, mm. uh, you know, there's a lot of benefits that come from being petty, meaning oh. that we get free stuff. So mm. I'm going to continue on the path of being petty so we get some more free stuff. I was even paid this morning when I got the chicken. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I was talking to the guys over there that said, listen, this is what I need next time I come, because okay. you act like you don't want to help me, so this is what I need. So they said, yeah, we can do it. So. Embrace your pettiness. <laughs> Embrace your pettiness. Absolutely. Any last words for our listeners from the world of hospitality? Oh, why? What you got? Well, I'm no longer in the hospitality industry, but hey, travel. That's what I do. Mm. <laughs> travel. I love it. I Enjoy love your it. life. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Miss Darlene. Mine to be parents show up at the back to school night and the parent conferences. Let them know you're involved. You have a say. They will listen. And if you want change, that's one of the best ways to get it. Be there. Mm. Stacy, any last words of wisdom? Oh, I just want to thank you guys for taking accepting my little break that I kind of took myself from the last podcast. We'll call it but, a sabbatical. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm still working on myself. I think you guys are a little further down the road than I am. Why but, do you have this perception no, that we have our stuff together? Well, a little more. Mm. Depends on what area you're talking about. But the biggest thing I've learned is that sometimes taking a step back doesn't always lead to a setback. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. I've always done. I've always just kind of thrown my hands up. I can't do this. Um, You haven't given up on me yet. So I've always had you behind me. And I'm not going to give up. I told you. I'm not going to give up. This this one's not going to be a step or a setback. This is just I took a step back. So I'm thankful that you gave me another shot here today. So thank you. No problem. You were in from the beginning. Not going to give up on you. So we'd like to end the show with today's lesson, or I'd like to end the show with today's lesson. And today's lesson is stay in your lane. My um, niece is a swimmer, and um, I asked her, you know, she's a pretty good swimmer. I said, talk to me about your process of what you go through when you're getting ready for a race. She was like, Uncle, I'm not worried about anybody else that's next to me. I'm just worried about, you know, getting my strokes down as fast and as fast as I can and getting to the other side of the pool. I'm not worried about to the person to the left of me or the person to the right to me. So in, in life, we need to stay in our lane. Stop worrying about what the person is doing on social media stop worrying about what people are saying that mm-hmm. you can and cannot do stay in your lane stay focused on what you're doing and go after it and stop worrying like i said worrying about what other people think of you just stop worrying about you know especially the social media thing it drives me crazy the people's lives on social media is not real so don't fall into the trap that you need to compare yourself um to those people so um, that is today's lesson stay in your lane we'll be back on the air on june 30th same time we have uh 
Donald Campbell on our show, and we have a, a special guest um, coming up for that. Um, so we're going to definitely get you some more information. Um, Palmer Perspective will be in Violin helping out uh, the church down there with some job training stuff and, and workshops that, that will be to be determined. So on behalf of the Empowerment Perspective group, we will see you next time. Stay empowered.